Your attitude is the paintbrush of your mind. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp. And today on the show, we have John Maxwell. And he's talking to us about our attitude and how it is important that we have the right attitude about every situation. Because our attitude really does determine our altitude and as this quote says it is the paintbrush of our mind if we have a bad attitude or are always negative or down or constantly you know just and I've been in that place where it's just hard to be up but if we're constantly down then our attitude affects our mind and then our mind affects our actions and everything else changes so it's so important to have a good attitude I may have shared this clip before on here I'm not really sure but it's worth repeating and it is A message starting today, and it'll last for another couple of days after this. So, it's a great message. Here's John. We would all like to have a fulfilled life. And Paul tells us that if we want a fulfilled life, it's very simple. A fulfilled life is a result of filling our mind correctly. Now, the Ecclesiastes writer has a a great statement on that that I just love. And here's what he says. Wise thinking leads to right living, and stupid thinking leads to wrong living. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And your attitude, which is what we're going to talk about today, your attitude, my attitude, it's the paintbrush of our mind. In other words, we hold within our hand the possibility and the responsibility of filling our mind with the right things. And if we fill our mind with the right things, the Apostle Paul is going to teach us we live a fulfilled life. So as he's in Philippians chapter 4, He begins by talking about what does a fulfilled life look like? Let's look at it. He says, people with a fulfilled life celebrate God all day, every day. I mean, revel in him. Make it as clear as you can to all that you meet that you're on their side, working with them and not against them. Help them to see that the master is about to arrive. He could show up at any minute. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. And before you know it, I love this, before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness. Everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Now the Apostle Paul in this short passage describes a fulfilled life these four ways. He says, first of all, if you live a fulfilled life, one, you celebrate God. A person that is fulfilled in their life understands that God is the giver of every good and perfect gift, and in the process of realizing that, they continually are in a sense of worship and celebration of God and who he is and what he has done for their life. Number two, they add value to people. When you are fulfilled, you live beyond yourself. You're giving, you're caring, you're reaching. You're taking care of those people around you. You are a plus in their life. Number three, you give God your concerns. He says in this fulfilled life, one of the reasons it's so wonderful is you don't carry those concerns. You don't carry those anxieties. My mother's favorite verse is, I grew up, I've heard her say it a thousand times. She'd say, John, cast all of your cares, your anxieties upon God because he cares for you. And a fulfilled life is one that is not bogged down with just a lot of concerns. We constantly say, God, you are the one, as we sang today, that I trust in. And number four, A fulfilled life is a person that experiences the wholeness of God. Not partial, not in compartments, 
but the fullness and the wholeness of God. Now look at those four things just for a moment. If you have a fulfilled life, you celebrate God, you add value to people, you give God your concerns, and you experience the wholeness of God. Now let me just do a survey this morning. How many of you would like to have that kind of a life? Would you raise your hand? It's kind of, a, it's kind of an IQ test, isn't it, huh? Now what I love about this is Paul at this stage, Paul at this stage says, now, now let me explain something to you. I'm going to tell you today a gateway how you can have that. I'm going to tell you how you can have that fulfilled life. He says, the key to the fulfilled life is filling your mind correctly. And beginning with verse 8, he talks about how to fill your mind correctly. Summing it all up, friends, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things that are true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. Put into practice what you've learned from me, what you've heard, saw, what you realize. Do that, and God makes everything work together and will work you into his most excellent harmonies. Now, we're going to come back to that. We're going to have to break that down because in that, he tells us what, how to fill our minds and how to really make that happen. Now, when I grew up in, in, as a kid, uh, I'm the middle child, wonderful, wonderful parents. M my father understood the importance of putting good books in our hands and filling our minds with the right things. And so our allowance as children from the seventh grade on was, was for reading books. He would pay us to read books. We, we didn't get paid, to, like most of my friends, they got paid to do chores. And, and in fact, I thought, we should get paid to do chores. So I went to my dad and said, Dad, you know, uh, my friends get paid to do chores, and I think that's a good idea, and I think you ought to pay us to do chores. He looked at me and said, Son, I'll never pay you to do chores. You do chores because you're part of the family, and I don't pay you to be part of the family. In fact, he said, let me explain this time. By the time you were born, you already owed your mother for nine months of room and board. <laughs> so shut up and take out the garbage. You want to say it. You don't get paid to do But, but, but he paid us to read books. And from the seventh grade on, he placed the books in our hands, and, we were, and I read the classics. I read the classics. And in the seventh grade, I, wrote, I read the book As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. I've read it every year since that time. It's only 77 pages, but James Allen in that book said, the greatest discovery of our generation is that mankind can alter his life by altering the way that he thinks. Now, that wasn't something James Allen came up with in his book on, th on, th on, th on thinking. That was something that Apostle Paul came up with 2,000 years earlier when the Apostle Paul said, look, let me tell you something. You can alter your life by adjusting and changing your attitude. When, when, I, go to the when I go to the dentist, do they do this here? When I go to the dentist, when I'm done, they always give me dental floss. Do they do with you? They give you, and then say, you know, you, and so, and I take that dental floss, and I just want you to know, religiously, in a disciplined life for the next two days, I use that. <laughs> and and I, you know what I wish, you know, the dental floss is to get all the stuff in between your teeth. Do you know what I wish, we, because people have a, really, if they got a dental problem, they've got a real mind problem. I, you know what I wish? I wish that, I wish that, I wish that you, we could purchase mental floss. And wouldn't it be wonderful? It wouldn't it be wonderful if we had like a zipper on our head and, and we could just kind of unzip the head and open that sucker every morning and just go in and just take our attitude in our mind and just, just I mean, just, wouldn't it be just to floss your mind? Or for you entrepreneurs, I, I want somebody to come up with what I would call sweet spirit spray. 
You know what we're going to use that for, don't you? Everybody that doesn't have a sweet spirit, has a bad attitude. Wouldn't it be wonderful if you could purchase a spray and all the people you work with that have a bad attitude? Huh? Come on, now talk to me, huh? People at work, you know that person at work that just drives you nuts? Wouldn't it be wonderful if you could just walk up to them and you just go, Psst. There's a market for that. How many, how many of you, how many of you, how many of you would buy it? If you could buy sweet spirit spray, how many of you would buy that stuff? You say, of course, there's a market. Come on, entrepreneurs, get with it. And, and let me ask you this question. If you bought it, how many of you know who you'd use it on? Of course. How many of you are sitting beside that person right now? Oh, don't go there. Oh. Now the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul says, I, I don't know if you can get mental floss, I don't know if you can, I don't know if you can really purchase some sweet spirits, but he said, let me, let me, let me help you here. Let me, let me give you something that will really work in your life to change the way you think, which changes the way you and I live. And he talks about four things that people with great attitudes possess. Number one, are you ready? Here we go. People with great attitudes possess a teachable spirit. What's he say? Verse 9, he says, put into practice what you've learned from me, what you heard, saw, and realized. In other words, practice these things. And teachability requires repeated, hard, long looks in the mirror. In other words, a person that's teachable looks in the mirror and says, I might be the problem. I, I, I've, got to, I've got to work on me. I've got, to, I've got to fix me. A person with a teachable spirit understands that it's not everybody else out there. It's probably me. That's the issue. And teachability allows God and others to speak into our lives. When you see a person that's teachable, there's a humility about them in such a way that they allow God to speak to them, that they allow people that love them come and speak into their lives. That was John Maxwell, and you can find that on YouTube if you search under John Maxwell, The Power of Your Attitude. You can find out more information about John at his website, johnmaxwell.com. And he's got lots and lots of resources, lots and lots of trainings. He's just a really great leader, and he is a leader of leaders. So hope you have a great day, and we'll see you again tomorrow. God bless.